Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens have finally unthr- dethroned, unthroned. I think, I, I think we'll go with that. They've unthroned. They've co-dethroned the Bloodlines tag title reign as they defeated the Usos last night at WrestleMania 39. I'm Ollie Davis, night one. I'm Ollie Davis. I'm joined by Lou Go and DAD. If you haven't already, please press the thumbs up button. Give us a subscribe. Leave your thoughts of WrestleMania 39 part one down below in the comments and also get them into wrestletalk.com forward slash support or read out all of those chats over five US dollars because this is the Wrestlemania 39 Night 1 Review Podcast. Absolutely, yeah. This is show two of our six-show run that we are doing here on the Wrestle Podcast. Tonight, myself, Dan Layden, and a returning Chopper Pete Quinnell will be uh, doing Night 2 live reactions. with A, a past concussion protocol. Yep, yeah, with a stacked old card mm. uh, of tonight. I think, actually, tonight, too, might, like, in-ring might even be better than Night 1, which seems almost unlikely because Night 1 was so good. Yeah. But considering they got that triple threat, I just think that... And Bianca Raska, which I think is going to be a banger as well. And Cody Roman, the and, Hell in a Cell. Yeah, well, the Hell in a Cell, that could go one of two ways, <laughs> couldn't it? It could either be, here's what I would say, it's either going to be Edge versus Mick Foley mm-hmm. at WrestleMania, mm-hmm. or it's going to be Edge versus Randy Orton at WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Long. Long. But I think it's either way. I think night two is going to be in ring an incredible night. But so night night one was was just as good, if not, you know, a, a superb show. And then you and I will be doing a podcast review of that the following day. And then myself and Dan later will be doing live reactions for the Raw After Mania and a podcast review of that show as well. You'll notice that I've called uh, this show WrestleMania 39 and not WrestleMania Goes Hollywood. Because I don't think WWE know what Hollywood is. Well, why do you think that? Well, first off, there were a few warning signs, red flags, you might <laughs> say, in the build, where I was looking forward to loads of Hollywood movie parody vignettes. We got those. Well, we got we got mostly TV parody vignettes. Oh, good fellas. Yeah. Uh, 40-year-old virgin. The Joker. Titanic. The yeah. Joker. And then Stranger Things. 
Well, that's made in Hollywood. Yeah, but it's not a it's not a Hollywood movie. It's a TV show. Yeah, when you say most TV shows, I can, there's one TV show. I in, felt in like five. there were more. Yeah, now we're talking about it. I can only think of that one. Yeah, it is the odd one out. Okay, that was the red flag. <laughs> on, on this show, on this show, we had an opening video package from Kevin Hart undoubtedly Hollywood. He is a Hollywood star. He nearly... He did host the Oscars. He was pulled. I can't remember. I cannot remember. He, he and, I know, and I don't care to know. He might have once hosted the Oscars. Then there was John Cena, mm-hmm. who I consider more of a wrestler, even though he is an actor. Oh, I think more actor than he, and go, Going by the match he had as well, he's definitely mm-hmm. more actor than oh, he is. Oh, he's checked wrestler. out. <laughs> the, the other special appearances we had on this show were KSI. Mm-hmm. Pat McAfee, some guy who plays football, George Pittle, George Kitty, Kitty, yeah, Kitty George, <laughs> Kitty George, Snoop Dogg. Mm-hmm. He has been in over eighty movies. The Miz told us. Snoop Dogg. Yeah, I can believe that. But they're not. I. I just. Where's the Hollywoodness? I tell you where the Hollywood is. Product placement. <laughs> That's where the Hollywood is. Sponsor mania ran wild yeah. on this show. Apparently, according to Brandon Thurston. Uh, and actually, I think uh, Triple H even said as much in the post-show press conference. Over $20 million worth of sponsorships uh, were signed for WrestleMania weekend. And you can tell because every single match had some form of sponsorship on him. Most grossly in the Mysterio match, which I was... It really took me out of the match. It took me, I, I Cinnamon to, Toast Crunch. I had to kind of fight with myself to get myself back into it because I, I was so into the pure emotion mm. and drama. Michael Cole's like, this is one of the most emotionally charged WrestleMania matches we're ever going to have. And then Rey Mysterio passed a Cinemoji and all of this <laughs> gross graphics came up and I was like, what is this company? I Yeah, but they said presented by Cinnamon Toast Crunch and I thought, oh, that that's a bit awkward. And then Rey's name bar graphic came up and it was all like cinnamon toasty and thought oh that feels inappropriate <laughs> and then he passed this guy in a giant mascot cinnamon toast crunch outfit yeah, I was like KSI's back and I was like what's it surely that's an angle surely one of the judgment day is going to be and that looks about Damien Priest size uh, and then the whole LED panel bit round the ring and on the ring apron exploded with cinnamon toast crunch graphics for all of the good that <laughs> WWE have done since Triple H has taken over. <clears throat> Creative is better. TV mm. is better. Pay-per-views are so much better. They will always be WWE and will always do stupid crap like this. But at least it wasn't forcibly integrated into the actual match. It wasn't, I know it was it wasn't, there. It wasn't called the Cinnamon's Host yes. Crunch Father Challenge. vs. Son match. Mm. <laughs> uh, but, the, right, okay, that's moaning. I think and there'll probably be a few little nitpicks throughout the, the show. Yeah, I think there were some pacing issues but, on the show. Oh, how dare you? Because I am just about to put over how incredible the layout of this four-hour card was. Layout's different to pacing. I guess so. Uh, I think this is, isn't WrestleMania Goes Hollywood. This was WrestleMania Goes TakeOver. In that Triple H always structured the card, this is a crazy concept, with increasingly bigger matches. You started with the least important match. You didn't quite do that here. But then you build to the last three. You're like, oh my God, there's this match, then this match, then this match. The final three matches on this show were of such an incredibly high quality. Like, all-round high quality as well. Storytelling, in-ring wrestling, emotion. 
I, I was. This felt like the glory days of takeovers. And what I loved about those final three matches in particular is each one of them brought something different mm. to the table. You had the soap opera drama of the Mysterions. Then you had the in-ring brilliance of Rhea and Charlotte Flair. And then you had like the storyline-driven PWG-style tag team main event, which was the culmination of a months and months and months long storyline. Like everything just sort of like really came together brilliantly, and like to even talking about like you know the layout of the show, putting the trios match in the middle was a, a genius little move because it's like it was probably the least important match mm. that we have on this night, so let's plunk that here. But granted, it's the men's showcase yeah, tag yeah. match. But it was also only eight minutes and it was really, really fun. So the trios match was perfectly placed directly in the middle of the show, sandwiched between the Mysterions and um, what was the match that came before that? Uh, Was it the Logan Paul Seth Seth Rollins Rollins match? match. So yeah, so it was like perfectly placed. The big celebrity match, trios match to, you know, for your legend spot, then your soap opera drama. Every single match brought something different to the table. And it made for a really like varied and mm. variety-based uh, WrestleMania, which is what you want from a wrestling show. And? And and, and what? Well, you, you said that the pacing wasn't very good. Well, that's because... I I and then you just talked about how great it was. Well, yeah, no, I'd say the layout's <laughs> very good. The pacing was more of a thing because it was like every time something was about to get started, we got video packages for different sponsorships. That's the or way like, now. But I, I, know, I know that's the way now. But mm. for me, it's, and this is just personal preference, I am like, oh, I'm excited for this thing. And then it's like, sorry, I've got to do some corporate things for you here. I've got to do some PowerPoint presentations to show all of the, the corporate work that we're currently doing. This is not, I'm, I feel like I'm tuning into investors' calls more than I'm watching wrestling shows. And because it's on Peacock, they have the adverts as well, which also slows the pace down. I think the, mo- the most glaring thing for me was the, the final part, the final stretch of this show. Because you had Rear and Charlotte, which struggles to begin with to get the crowd mm. into it because it's not a hot feud, it's not a hot angle, and it should not have been the main event, and thankfully it was not. I th- thankfully for me personally, anyway, I think they, they made the right choice going with the tag match. So you had that, but that had like a brilliant finish and like a final five minutes that were just like, that was awesome. And at the end of that, I was like, I'm so ready for the main event. I cannot wait for this main event. And that was at 4 a.m., the main event did not start until 25 to 5. <laughs> because there was a half an hour gap with Miz and Snoop Dogg and Pat McAfee, George Kitty, and adverts for uh, like insurance. Mm-hmm. A tax. A musical performance. And I was like, I just, I was literally Millhouse. When are we going to get to the fireworks factory? Because that is what I'm ready for now. Mm. And it really did actually like just slowly chip away at my excitement for the main event. But did it because they played the video package that got me excited for the main event, then slowed the face, dragged yeah. it back down. Here's an advert. Here's a musical performance. Now here's the match. I think all of that is fixed if you just don't have the Miz Pat McAfee bit. Absolutely, exactly. Yeah. You do, you cut all that out because that was like twenty minutes. I know the match only goes three, and this was the comments people were making. It's like you're you're blowing this out of the water. It's only it's only three minutes long. You're blowing this out of proportion. The match was three minutes. The segment was twenty. Hmm. The segment was a full length episode of Friends. And I don't think that is how you you don't bring a crowd down by showing them a full sitcom episode. That's not funny. That's not funny. I uh, the Big Bang Theory. 
Yes, yeah, pure self-indulgence. I, I, uh, yeah, I agree. That that was the only blemish on the rest of the night because everything else was either above average to excellent. So should we talk about the main event? Please, though? let's. Uh, so Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn took on the Usos. The Usos got the, the rap performance entrance. Don't mind that. That's part of an entrance. Little little Uzi Vert. Yeah, apparently he's from Philadelphia, so it was almost like an advert because they're in Philly next year. Ah, so he's smart. from Philadelphia. Mm. And it, I felt like Michael Cole was doing his best to justify this in story. Uh, to be like, well, this is what the bloodline are all about. The big pomp and circumstance of like, yeah, because they've always had musical performances to, to bring them out. They've always had long entrances. Yeah. And, uh, oh man, can you see the size of that ramp? It's going to take a full hour for Roman to do his oh, yeah. tomorrow night. It's a red carpet ramp. I love the design oh, for the Goes Hollywood. So good. You know, for, for all the football stars and the YouTubers <laughs> that you have in Hollywood, that Hollywood knows. Uh, but but, but this, yeah, yeah. Th then you've got Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn coming out. Which Michael Cole was pitching as, these are the mm. working men. They don't have the big pyro and ballyhoo. They are just working class guys that are coming down here. Your working men's club, just with their pints of bitter to come down and fight against the the pomp and circumstance of the Usos and the Bloodline. And I thought that was quite an effective divide. And there was so, the, what was beautiful about this main event is there were so many areas of conflict. The entrances were different. The looks were different. The style of wrestling was different. But it was all complimentary. So I didn't really... Maybe Have they wrestled before in WWE? As a, as a foursome? Yeah. They must have. When, when, I feel like they would have. When Owens and Zayn were in their tag run, they yeah. must have faced the Usos on an episode. A babyface Usos team. Yeah. But I... This felt like a dream match because it wasn't just the Usos. Like, the Usos are one of the best tag teams around now and have been for the last five years. And certainly in WWE, they are the best tag team. They're the benchmark. Yeah. And then you've got Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, who I know is not El Generico, but they've, you know, spiritually, yeah. he's inherited that. Michael Cole even said as much. He said El Generico would be so proud that Sami Zayn is in a main event of <laughs> WrestleMania. And Corey Graves just took me and was like, glad that guy's retired. <laughs> and I was like... So he isn't dead. I was like, Corey Graves, you show some respect. That man died saving <laughs> orphans. So you had a... Uh, the, like the, that team was your end of the noughties 2010 PWG Ring of Honor tag team. When I was getting into Ring of Honor, like they had just broken up and I went back and rewatched all the stuff. So I was like, oh my, this is like a full on dream match. Generational. Yeah, thing. generational clash. The best tag team in WWE now versus the, one of the best tag teams from the indie scene 10 plus years yeah. ago. And I, and I love the fact that they had the PWG logo on mm. their gear. Um, you know, it was a California promotion. They were in uh, Los Angeles. And I, I particularly love that Sami Zayn had Estes in the style of Kevin Owens on his uh, uh, on his uh, tights. I thought that was so good. And I, there was someone who wanted to chat this in. I didn't pick up on this, but this was, you know, a potential theory. The Usos wore white because in their mind, they're the good guys of this story. Mm. Whereas Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, all black, like the baddies would be. But they are the heroes so in the Usos' mind, it's like, we're the heroes here, they're the bad guys, because we're wearing white, they're wearing black. And I thought there was some really nice, just little bits of detail like that. And then, to cap it all off, they had a very, very excellent professional wrestling match that was just not only great in terms of in-ring, but just so much better because of the emotion and mm. drama that's been building towards it. There was a moment in the match when Sami Zayn was worked over, worked over, worked over. Jimmy and Jay were doing the dual superkick spots, and it was getting like to that overlong beatdown. Oh, this is 
character uncomfortable now. I, I don't want to see him get so mm. rattled. And I think Jay felt that a bit as well. I was like, please stay down. I don't want to keep doing this. But, you know, Sammy's just kicking out every time at the last second. And then Jay hits this halluva kick. And that that was the best spot of the night, I think, for me. And he catches Sammy. I think I think it was this way around. He's like, don't do this, Zeus, or, or whatever. Mm. And Sammy used that to explode a suplex him into the corner. And suddenly, oh, crap, the hot tag's on. And that hot tag struggle of Sammy over to Owens. And it wasn't really a match built around too many hot tags. WWE tag team matches are pretty formulaic, formulaic. work over one of the baby faces, hope spot, hope spot, hot tag, boom, 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 baby faces win, or heels cheat to win. This was a lot more back and forth, but still had prolonged work over spots. It was more indie stuff. Mm. So when when you did the actual hope spot into a hot tag, that felt like how I used to feel when I first saw hot tags done when I was a kid. Yeah. I was just like overwhelmed. Like, yes, come on, go and get him, Kevin Owens. Exactly. It's, it's the progression of wrestling mm. and how wrestling has changed over the last 20 years. I think this match also, as you know, being the main event of WrestleMania is a really good uh, sort of way to kind of like quell down those people. Like the indie style doesn't work. Indie wrestling is bad. WWE is the only way that really works because these guys went out there and did an indie tag match that you would see on indie shows 10 years ago. And it was the main event of WrestleMania and it was awesome. But that, but that's it, isn't it? It's like, I love the match, but it is from 10 years ago. Yeah. So WWE is never at the forefront of the art. Like you go yeah. over and you look at AEW, exactly. you see the King go and Omega. But this is, yeah, that, I mean, that's that's nothing new though. Main event WWE style is what Ring of Honor was doing, yeah, 13, 14 years ago. Yeah. But you've had that with Seth Rollins and Daniel Bryan and exactly. CM Punk from before. Because there were people in the comments that were like, oh, that's the best tag match since um, Young Bucks Lucha Bros. And I was like, I think they're very different matches mm. because that, I think, in-ring Bucks and Lucha Bros was better. I think in-ring Omega Hangman versus the Bucks was better. But that's not to say that this was bad because they're different things. Because this was a you know an excellent professional wrestling match that was so well worked, and had all way more drama and emotion than perhaps those other two might have had. I think the the, the Revolution tag match mm. had just as much <clears throat> drama in it because, but that was also early doors of the drama, whereas this was culmination of the drama, so it peaks a lot higher. Yeah, there's definitely a satisfaction in sticking the landing, isn't there? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I. I I don't want to compare, you know, do the AWWE comparison yeah. thing, but seeing that we're on it, uh, WWE, since Triple H has got the book, has been able to really flesh out the enjoyment of matches using long-term storytelling. And that is something that has been missing from AEW for about the last nine months. Seems to be coming back now. But this was, if you like... If you think of a wrestling match and it has loads of different areas and Dave Meltzer will grade really on only one area, which is the in-ring work. You know, he doesn't he, he doesn't go, oh, yeah, but this guy's entrance was wicked or the crowd was super hot, uh, which is sometimes it plays a part in his overall enjoyment. But those aren't boxes that he personally ticks. It's mostly in-ring work. That's his prerogative. That's how he rates things. I, I, I And I think you as well. And I think a lot of you watching really take in the whole package a lot more the storyline build the characters the commentary all of those bits and th this for me tag team match wise importance wise significance it's got that sort of wrestlemania bump 
where yeah. things feel more important when they're at WrestleMania. On, on my GM mode, matches do get a bump if they're yeah. on pay-per-views. <laughs> so this did this got a bump because not only was it WrestleMania, it's the main event of WrestleMania. So it's like it's a, an extra couple of buffs mm. being added. Like a load of bagwells. A couple of buff <laughs> bagwells all over the place. And it just... it. it creates a far more fulfilling, rounded experience of narrative storytelling through wrestling. And I'm so glad it was the main event. Yeah. And, you know, there was a lot of talk back and forth about whether or not Charlotte and Rhea was going to be the main event. The main argument for which being, well, Rhea Ripley won the Royal Rumble. She should be the main event. But I think, I, I think most people looked at it outside of just that, that. That was really the only argument for Rhea Ripley and Charlotte going on last. Is well, Rhea Ripley won the main, won the Royal Rumble, and the Royal Rumble gets you the main event of WrestleMania. That's it's not been the case for years. Though. It hasn't been the case for years. Is another point, but like you know, it's Rock Hogan, Triple H, and Jericho. Like that should not have gone on last. Triple H and Randy Orton should not have gone on last at, at twenty-five. Like it's you have to look at. I think you know Triple H has learned from the mistakes of matches he's been a part mm. of, where hotter matches have happened before him, and then he has struggled to do his really boring forty-five minute matches <laughs> that he likes, his boring forty-five minute main events that he likes to do. So, having said that, though, if he was on this card, he would have made himself <laughs> yeah, the main if, event. If he'd have won the Royal Rumble, he definitely would have been the main event here. Um, so I think he is smart enough to look at that and be like, no, no, no this is the hottest angle this is the hottest feud and it's going to be the most feel-good moment what a way to close out the show with owens and zane looking at the fireworks and the pyro going off and everything as friendship won out mm. brotherhood won out and uh, crucially for me it adds so much intrigue into night two because you are we have got a night one night two narrative mm. we're now going into a night two where the bloodline are down a set of titles. How does that affect Roman? Are we going to have any interactions with Roman and the Usos on the show, any backstage segments with them? And <clears throat> that, to me, is an incredible appeal, which would have been slightly diminished if we were like, uh, okay, well, never mind that, S. Here's The Miz and, and Snoop Dogg, and then here's Charlotte Ripley in, uh, Charlotte and Rhea Ripley 35 minutes later. Yeah, it's all well and good in hindsight to say, well, look at that match that Flair Ripley had, and it was incredible. I, like, I think it's one of the best women's matches the company's ever done, genuinely. But you didn't know that going in. No. And it was not a hot story. No. And yes, I know they're women. It's nice to have women main event one night and men main event in the other. But if you put that match on last, guarantee you, a lot of the audience are leaving as soon as Sami Zayn wins. LA traffic's bad. Mm -hmm. That's why John Cena left so early. But the... The, he's got the Jonicopter. <laughs> Just he'll, he'll hop on the Jonicopter. Apparently, the rumor is, rumor is Brock's going on first tonight. It's yeah. like I reckon Brock's just going to go over and just tell his uh, his private judge, like, "Ash, keep the engine running." Yeah, like, I, I, I won't be long. Uh, so, this, what do you think of this as a pitch? Because okay. uh, match ends, loads of celebrations. It's Kevin Owens is crying. It's a wonderful moment. Then you get like the five minute recap package of here's all the stuff that you just saw, which is really nice. I think then you cut backstage, freaking oh. Thanos post credits level, and it's just Roman Reigns staring at the screen. <sighs> Fine, I'll do it myself. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> I thought just for, a little bit. I thought for a second you were going to make the pitch. You come back and Kevin Owens, power palm Sammy Zayn <laughs> into the apron. 
They've hit, they've got me with that before. Yeah. But yeah, like a little, like a little. I'd have, I'd I want to really see that cool. on more uh, pay per views. But well, particularly well. on two night ones. Yeah. yeah. And this is a storyline that is going across into the second night. Mm. Actually, I would have popped for that quite big. Uh, my question for you, sort of outside of the match it, uh, itself and the drum, which we kind of talk about, we talked a little bit about. What do you do with the tag titles now? I think Owens and Zayn hold them hold them for a while. But I mean, I think you do a new Owens in the, the belts got themselves. Both the, they've got the unified tag titles now. Do you just carry on with the four belts? Do you merge them into two belts mm. and you just have one set of tag titles? This is going to be a hot hot take for uh, the internet. Genuinely, don't have an opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I'll see what route they take. Yeah. Triple H has built up so much confidence in myself that I'm like, yeah, well, whatever you want to do, Trips. If you, you do. if you want to go down the route where you just have everyone appearing on everyone's shows and the brand split doesn't really exist anymore, I don't care because the show's been, well, TV's been all right. TV has been okay. <laughs> it's been better when they've just not had the brand split stuff. Uh, yeah, exactly. So you can share more stuff. Or if you want to really solidify, knuckle, knuckle down, here's the barrier between the brands from now on, I'm behind that too. I don't care. I just don't care. I'm excited to see whatever you do, Hunter. I was going to ask, yes, uh, storyline-wise, what you do. So I think there's plenty of mileage still in the Usos and Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. I think I want to see a Sami Zayn-Jey Uso singles match. That Yes, that, that, that I'm more into. Because I, I, <clears throat> one of the things I've, I've said a lot about WWE, uh, particularly since Triple H has taken over, they often end the storyline with the end so you know becky beats bailey and that is almost the, the next chapter of them just continuing to feud mm-hmm. to the point where becky on raw was like why are we still feuding <laughs> because i've i've already beaten you multiple times this is a pointless match and what i don't want is to kill this a lot by just doing a rematch of these mm-hmm. two because i've seen the good guys win so the, that that moment is not going to feel as special. All we're going to get is a very good professional wrestler. Not there's anything wrong with that, I suppose. But that could diminish the story somewhat. But a Sami Zayn Jey Uso singles match, yeah, that I'd be really into. I think you could do a rematch, but you have to give a real reason for it. You either put a big step on, so Usos can't challenge for the belts again while you're champions. Uh, maybe it's a Helena Self. There was no. That, that's another thing. There was no interference, no bloodline interference. No Solo Sokoa, um, no Heyman, which was interesting. It was like, uh, and there was no Judgment Day interference in the Ripley Flair match either. I think I said the Dom match. <laughs> Loads of interference in Dom Ray, but it that that yeah. worked, and I thought it was just a, a admirable show of restraint to not do that then uh, in the the final two matches. But yeah, you could build to a. I don't know what step you could build to based off of this match. But I definitely think you could do another one, and that other one will facilitate Jay not splitting, but being like, I'm going to do a singles thing for a bit. I think we're going to find out a lot more on this post-Raw After Mania, maybe even post-Smackdown mm-hmm. After Mania. It depends on if Roman's on the Raw After Mania, because you know the, the WrestleMania, for me, narratively is built around the end of the bloodline. And that's not the end of the Bloodline story. It's the end of this era of the Bloodline story. Bloodline with all the gold. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So, you know, Roman loses tonight. So uh, the good guys have got the gold now and the Bloodline become fractured. I really like the idea. I pitched this to Dan on the live reactions last night. Roman turns on Jay 
And that what does that do character-wise for Jay, who had multiple opportunities to turn on Roman mm. but never pulled the trigger, and Roman actually pulls the trigger before he does? Like, what does that do like psychologically for Jay? I mean, there's actually an argument to be made for taking all of them off TV for a bit and actually just letting. Um, so this is going to be a very niche reference, I think, for for people. But there was a period in Marvel Comics when they had the Dark Reign when Norman Osborn won. Yeah. And Norman Osborn took over the Avengers. He became the new Iron Man. He became the Iron Patriot. And he created his new Avengers that was actually just baddies masquerading as the, the heroes here. And it was this culmination and it built and Norman Osborn was defeated. And then they had the heroic age. And that was just a period of time when the good guys have won and all the baddies are sort of like gone off. And it's not, we're just sort of like just resetting the status quo for a little bit. I wonder if we just do that, you know? We take away our Norman Osborn in, in Roman mm. Reigns and our Venom in James. <laughs> I'm trying to think of some of the other people that are in there. <laughs> um, and we just sort of like, just let the land settle a little bit, have no bloodline whatsoever mm. on TV for a handful of months and just see what the company looks like with no bloodline whatsoever. That could that could definitely work because if, if the Usos are still around, they have to be going for the tag titles. Yeah. Like either it's their own drive or Romans telling them to if they're still together. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I don't know, but let's, let's see what all of you think on the Ultra Chats. WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. Get them in there. Uh, Matt Hennessy has put in a load of chats. So let's uh, do this run here. What a main event. So happy for the four guys getting to headline, especially Jay and Sammy, who have been the heart and soul of it all. When Zayn and Owens won the titles, I cried I'm so happy. I agree with Ollie. This might be the greatest WrestleMania of all time. You did give this 100%. 100%. Never given anything 100%. I think this puts it in the in the league of 2001 A Space Odyssey <laughs> in terms of human achievements of art. So if like Night 2 also gets 100%. Well, this is the thing. It's a 200% show. This is the thing. I, I do feel like it has a bit of a caveat because it's not a full show. It's yeah. half a show. Yeah. And, and it's because it's uh, split across both nights. You've got the benefit then of having a shorter show there's still like four hours but you've only got seven matches on the card six mm. actually advertised and then seven because you had the, the Miz match in so that makes it easier to lay out a really great and solid Wrestlemania as opposed to back in the day when it was like well we've got to do all of this on one night we've got to get ten matches on the card and then you're going to have your, your peaks and troughs but imagine if you just had an amazing four hour show with Mysterios, Ripley and Flair, tag match, Logan, Seth, IC title three-way, uh, Belair, Asker, Reigns, Cody. Yeah, so you're cutting out the, the you're cutting out the Hell in a Cell, yeah. which I would agree is not needed. You're cutting out the both of the showcase matches. Uh, what else are we cutting there? Brock and Moss. Brock and Moss. Yeah, Brock Moss. And the trios, the women's trios. Yeah. I mean, that is a really, really solid card. Like, that's, like, that's one of the greatest cards of all time. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. So yeah. is uh, is that 100%? And if that's 100%, what? Anyway, I don't know. Because that's the thing is, like, you know, I don't think you... I can't really make the argument that this WrestleMania, this night of WrestleMania was all killer, no filler, because there was a whole lot of filler right towards the end. I think you remove that filler, and this, I would agree with you, this is a 100% show. Better than WrestleMania X7. Well, WrestleMania X7 has got a lot of things that people forget that are on that card. Mm, you know, Test versus, Test versus Eddie Guerrero and just like a lot of like middling matches. Yeah. But it had a lot of grandeur, a lot of pomp and circumstance mm. and a lot of so many great matches and great moments, the hardcore triple threat being chief among <laughs> them, that it becomes the greatest WrestleMania of all time. And I still think to this day it is the greatest WrestleMania of all time. It feels like it... It's got the highest highs. It's got the highest highs and it feels grander than a lot of other WrestleManias <clears throat> have ever done. But that is not to say that, you know, also I think you've got to be aware of not just being in the moments. Mm. You know, that's the greatest WrestleMania of all time because we've got 20 plus years of hindsight on it. We have got less than 24 hours hindsight on this one yet. So we don't know where this really is going to rank until time has what 
Last year, people were saying, oh, that was one of the best WrestleManias mm-hmm. of all time last year. And no one talks about it anymore. Looking back as a pile of crap. That's exactly <laughs> it. So I think you do have to, like, in a year, who's not saying mm. a year's time, we're going to be like, oh, that cinnamon toast stuff. Oh, man, <laughs> the half an hour with George Kittle, whatever his name is. No will remember that apart from you. You're so sore about it. Uh, did you cry when Owens and Zane? I got close. Yeah, I got a bit, I got a bit teary. I, I wept a bit. Uh, Matt Hennessy continues, It's funny to think that Zayn and Owens' contracts with WWE were expiring in early 2022, and a lot of us thought they would jump ship to AEW. Them staying with WWE was the best decision they ever made. KO headlined two WrestleManias now, back-to-back. Sammy went from losing a comedy match last year to being part of the biggest storyline in wrestling and headlining WrestleMania this year. Not just is this the first time the tag titles close Mania, but Sammy is also the first wrestler of Syrian descent to headline Mania. Credit to Triple H for elevating the tag titles to the point where the fans wanted them to headline Mania, and the company gave us what we wanted. Honestly, this is my match of the year. In ring, was it the best wrestling match I have watched this year? No, but it was an emotional roller coaster. As much as I enjoy good wrestling and the tag title match in ring was very good, wrestling is at its best when it pulls at your heartstrings. Love this show. Good luck to Cody versus Roman. It ain't topping this, WWE. It ain't topping this. WWE have made four new top stars in Jay, Sammy, KO and Jimmy. Well, we'll certainly see on the, the new stars thing, certainly. I think, hmm. I think Cody and Roman, I just want to point out, a lot of people said that about Bronson Reed and Johnny Gargano at the last pay-per-view and that didn't happen. But Cody and Roman, I think, is going to excel tonight. I really do think they're going to pull out all the stops for it. Uh, Raging in VA says, Sammy to Jay, you chose this oose perfection. I heard you are wondering what he said to him between halluva kicks. That was what he said. That's what was said. I agree with Ollie 100%. Now it's up to Cody to finish the story. Subscribe since 28,000 subs. Keep up the amazing work. Thank you very much. Ben Greenwood's got a few here. The Usos are the best tag team of all time. They're consistently one of, if not the best match on the card every time. Historic tag team championship reigns, defenses, stories, both proving, uh, but more so, Jay, that they could be single stars. Day one is H. Uh, also, push Chad Gable to the moon. I know we say this all the time, but please, for the love of God, let this man run as a single star and send him to stardom. He is so good, charismatic, technical, plucky underdog babyface run to be the one to beat Gunther. I don't think we can send him to stardom. I think, <laughs> I, I think there'll be some problems with sending him to stardom. Uh, I think you can certainly make the argument of the Usos being one of the best tag teams of all time within WWE. I, I slightly disagree with the historic tag team reigns and defences because... I, I, a lot with Charlotte Flair uh, reigns. Yeah, she's had 14 of them, but how many of them do you actually remember? Well, you remember this one. That, well, that's it. But that, that's one. And they, they're like 15-time tag mm. team champions. Uh, unknown user. Although I loved everything in the Zayn story in the main event, I do wonder why WWE keeps telling the story that Sammy has turned face instead of saving his brother. If it would have been Drew at the Royal Rumble, he would have hit him with the chair, right? Yeah. I do wonder why W keeps telling us that. Sorry, I'm so not sure. I, I think what unknown user is saying that Sammy didn't turn face; he just saved his brother. Because if Drew McIntyre was in that spot, the Royal Rumble, where Roman kept beating him, right? Sammy would have probably also kept beating him. I I think they're the same though, unknown user, yeah. because it was it was just Kevin Owens being in that spot was what facilitated Sammy to realize he's in a very toxic relationship. Yeah. And he's been made to do nasty things. Agreed. And Riot DR, who's a 11-month member, hey, yo, 
I feel I must mention 27 super kicks with doubles counting at two were hit in that main event. Still fantastic. Hug someone you love today. Chairs were further away than we thought. Then. Yeah, yeah, and and we both like our heads kept on going yeah. into each other. It was like you're walking down a hallway, and there are oh oh I'll go this way. Oh, Jonathan Hedman's uh, written in 19 month member. Hello, guys! Great show last night. Imagine if we get a DIY versus Kemi and Sammy, or the Usos, or Return of the Revival. Looking forward to tonight. I, I mean, you pitched this in the prediction show of That's Your Summer Program is um, Owens and Zayn versus DIY. And like that is beautiful because that's brothers versus brothers mm. again. And I love that. That's what I want. Chucking the Usos as well as a little three-way thing. It's brothers versus brothers versus brothers. And the Dark Order. You want them in those as well? <laughs> they do fit into this storyline. John Rye. Last night was an amazing night. I watched it with my brother who I haven't watched wrestling uh, since we were kids since Wrestlemania 23 and watching that main event of Brothers Reunited and me watching with my brother again I got emotional I love wrestling it was beautiful oh, yeah I, nice. I mean me and Dan were saying this on the, the, the live reactions last night is that there's there's nothing like pro wrestling in the world and it's moments like that that really do solidify we, we often have that line of like oh why do we watch this mm. like what am i watching when it's really really bad but this was a show that was like this is why yeah because there's nothing like this on the planet hopefully it stays this way fingers crossed i mean yeah so uh, as has been reported by fightful select vince was in gorilla all night not only was he but like previously he was just sat there to just watch proceedings he had a headset on and was giving directions and was giving input and feedback. And he also did that on SmackDown. He'll be there again tonight. He'll be there again on Raw. And the feeling amongst talent is, when if we see him at SmackDown, he's just back. <clears throat> but I didn't feel his influence on this show at all. Well, I, the only way I felt his influence on this show, and this was pointed out by um, uh, uh, Sean, uh, Sean Rossap on Fightful was that this show more or less felt like WWE was advertising to potential buyers. Look what you could buy. Mm. And if that's the case, then that has got Vince's fingerprints all over. I it. feel like that's more of a Nick Khan thing. Like that's always been his his shtick since he joined the company. Is all these sponsored matches bits? I, maybe they've just got Vince in a room and they put a headset on him and they've not plugged <laughs> it into anything, so no one can hear his yeah. feedback and advice. Let's clip through this WrestleMania. Kevin Hart did the opening video, as we've already spoken about. Uh, and John Cena versus Austin Theory was our opener. John Cena came out with a group of Make-A-Wish kids. And I thought, holy crap, he's winning. There's no way they'll beat John <laughs> Cena with all these Make-A-Wish kids. And then they beat him. I, Take that, make a wish, kids. I was really disappointed Austin Theory didn't do that in his promo later on, being like, well, I hope their final wish wasn't for John Cena to win because <laughs> he didn't. Um, but like, One I, of the kids was dressed up as Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Everyone else was John Cena. But, so Hogan's not problematic anymore? It was that, well, it was that kid's final wish. So it was like, well, I'm going to be dressed as, uh, <laughs> as Hogan. I got a massive kick out of, and this, this was particularly brilliant in the live reactions, there was this sudden realization. Oh, the Rest Talk logo is the GI Joe logo, and and as I've been, you know, when you first presented it to me way back in the day when yeah, we rebranded, 
years and years ago, I was like, oh, it's the G.I. Joe logo. It's the G.I. Joe colors. It's the same style and stuff. And all of a sudden there was this general, because all of Cena's new gear is G.I. Joe inspired. I like the T-shirt's really cool. It looks mm-hmm. like the back of the cards of, of three and three quarter inch G.I. Joe figures. And it's got the logo on it. And all of a sudden the chat were like, hang on. <laughs> hang on. That's the, John Cena's wearing the WrestleTalk logo. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, he's he's good, big watcher of the channel. Yeah, exactly, Emails yeah. in a lot. Uh, this was an utterly basic John Cena match. He got worked <laughs> no, over. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. No, it wasn't. A, a template John Cena match would have him doing way more moves. Do you think? <laughs> it would have had him doing more work. No, no, because you, you forget that John Cena, through a lot of the late noughties, spent most of the matches doing this. <laughs> I hate oh. the way he sells. Okay, this so, was the worst John Cena back again. I actually, it made me feel slightly nostalgic because I got <laughs> terrible punches. I got goofy selling. I got awful gurning. I got pantomiming with the referee. It was like everything you want from a John Cena match, but with way less mm. effort being put in <clears throat> by the man himself. Well, it's because, yeah, he, he was just going through the motions. And yeah. it was it was uh, and that was the same at SmackDown, the uh, New Year's show that he was on. He was just doing spots. He wasn't really there. <laughs> he was thinking about the the next comedy movie he's going to make. He's so checked out yeah. of wrestling. It's it's, it's hysterical how checked mm. out of wrestling that he is. But he this it was the we easily the weakest match on the card by some some degree. Worked over by theory. Set up the five moves of Doom. Um, ref bump. The, the referee missed Theory tap out in the STF. Theory hit a low blow. A-Town down to win. So, yeah, nothing match. Uh, but it's okay because there was some star power there. It's WrestleMania. I, I don't mind that. The thing I didn't like was I was under the impression Cena was here to make Theory feel credible, which is something he desperately needs. And... He didn't. No, no. The, neither did the company either. No. Like, I, I don't think this did anything for Austin Theory. It wouldn't have been my opener. I, re- I really think they should have opened with the tag showcase match. Eight minute hot opener. Boom, 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 boom. All killer, no filler. I think then, either works. Then you follow with the the Cena match. Mm. Um, because I, for me, this was just like a, ah, that's, that, that, it was it was a match. It was certainly a something. But you got to see Cena. I think that's a better opener, actually. Yeah, I think he got he got to go home earlier. Uh, Then we got the WrestleMania Showcase Fatal Four Way match. It was Ricochet and Braun Strowman versus Viking Raiders versus Street Profits versus Alpha Academy. This match ruled, and it was awesome. This match was so (laughs) so much fun. They had eight minutes, and they did everything. Yep. Oh, and I and I wanted more. (laughs) I was like, cram more spots in. No, do another, do another shooting star. A springboard off the top rope ricochet. That was incredible. Yeah. Out to the outside on Angelo Dawkins, just after Angelo Dawkins had pounced Braun Strowman. Oh, what a spot that was. It was just like spot into spot into spot into spot. Like so the the momentum really got going in the same way that Braun's run around the ring does. Loved it so so much. And And my favorite spot was the the chaos theory. That's what I was about to say. The chaos theory I popped so huge for that chaos theory suplex. I said on the live that reaction. Was Chad on Braun Strowman. I said on the live reaction last night. The first time I saw a Chaos Theory, I saw it live. I was, for the first time, I saw Doug Williams do it, and I was like, "It's the coolest thing I've mm-hmm. ever seen in my life." It blew my mind. And watching Chad Gable do it, and I was like, "I mean, they'll they'll try it. They'll tease the spot. They'll build to it." And then he did it, and I was like, "That's 
incredible. Braun Strowman did a dive off the top rope. Brilliant because he, the only reason he's in a tag team with Ricochet is because <laughs> he doesn't like dives. Yeah, it's really good. Ricochet's springboard uh, shooting star as well was... He got so much air on it. He, was, yeah. he felt like he was up there for an eternity. Which is why Logan Paul was like, eh, I'll show you, kid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the Street Profits got the win at the end, which means they'll face Owens and Zayn. Does it? Yeah, I think they got a tag title shot. I don't think that's actually part of the match. There, there was no stakes to the match. Oh, well. It's, it's just called they should do. It's just called a showcase <laughs> match. And they, they, they showed some cases. Uh, I, I think you could lead into that. Mm. Um, but Not a whole feud, just a, just a match. Do it on Raw. Mm. Uh, after that, speaking of Logan Paul, we got Logan Paul versus Seth Rollins. While well, Logan Paul did a zipline entrance, very impressively. Because it was his birthday. Mm -hmm. Oh, that... I didn't get to do a zipline entrance for my birthday. Of course you did. So you got to... Oh, it just... <laughs> From Walthamstow to Hackney. Exactly. Like the kid in uh, the Goonies. Yeah, which couldn't really do it into drafts, like for Quizlemania. It's just yeah. not built that way. Yeah, just drop me off at the station. <laughs> I'll walk the rest of the way. <laughs> uh, and then a bottle of the Prime drink. Yeah. You know, the viral thing, the weirdly... Is it viral? I, yeah, it sounds like it. I've not. Well, I it's don't, incredibly popular. It's made millions of pounds. Really? Yeah, yeah. The only time I've ever seen it is on WWE. Well, yeah, it's been a th I don't know how... You spend way more time on Twitter than I do. And that's what I, This is the point I made on Aurora episode recently. I was like, I've never met anyone in my entire life who has watched a Logan Paul video. Mm. I've never met anyone in our community who has watched a Logan Paul video. We never get any ultra chats in being like, oh, I watch Logan, Logan Paul's content. I listen to his podcast. No one ever says it in the live chats either. So who watches his products? You know KSI, though. He was on Bake Off. No, well, KSI, I did say this, like, I know from Celebrity Gogglebox. Mm. That's what I know him from. He's look, funny, KSI. He, people like were KSI. trying to make fun of me being like, oh, Luke's not going to know who KSI is. It's like, I've watched Celebrity Gogglebox. <laughs> I know exactly who KSI is. Thank you very much. Uh, so this, this prime drink comes out, and I thought, it's going to be Seth Rollins. I thought he was going to attack him on the on the ramp. Great publicity for the prime drink. I had it as either Miz or Jake Paul. Mm -hmm. it, or Jake Paul, yeah. It was the it was actually the chat originally that said it was KSI. The oh, chat really? in the live chat called that it was KSI early doors. It makes sense because it's their drink, isn't it? I think. Oh, is it? Yeah, I think oh, so. Oh, right. Okay. Well, that makes sense then. But when they revealed KSI was in the bottle, that was. So well done. So funny. Like, because he just pulls down this tab to reveal his face. And KSI is quite, he's a funny man. Yeah, he's got so, a good facial expression. He's so got a thumbnail face. He's got a thumbnail face. So he just pulled like this little wacky expression. And then him and Logan Paul were like, wait. And because he's in this big, like, foam <laughs> drink thing, he's waddling around all over the place to set up the big table spot. It was really entertaining. Seth Rollins, his entrance, he got a conductor out to conduct the crowd into, oh. Yeah. Cute idea. I didn't think it worked. No, um, I think it, it was better on paper than it was mm. in execution. I, uh, when Seth came out, because I don't get to talk about this because I'm not on the Raw podcast, mm. I freaking despise his gimmick. I know you do. I hate it. It is go away heat for me. I know you when do. It, as soon as the bell rings, I'm like, yes, Seth, awesome. As soon as it stops, and he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. And doing his gurning and then he's, and he's dancing, dancing and his stupid outfits. He looks like an idiot. And I meant to cheer him as a baby face. I hate it. 
Yeah, but you get to sing the entrance, so I you're like... I don't even like the entrance song that much. <laughs> this is this is hot take. I prefer the old entrance music. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... I like the cult leader, Seth. That was good. Or just normal babyface, Seth. Monday Night Rollins. This is Pony. <laughs> But the match was great. Uh, really good stuff. Like Buckshot Larrier, of course. He did the best moonsault ever. The bestest moonsault. Better than Christopher Daniels. He, his vertical leap is insane. The thing I love about Logan Paul as a wrestler is he doesn't, and I think we've said this on podcast before, he doesn't feel like a celebrity doing a wrestling match. He just feels like a wrestler mm. having a wrestling match. He is like a natural at it. And to an annoying degree. I th- he's the complete package. Yeah. Athleticism, uh, just charisma, promo ability, selling. Yeah. Like he's really good at selling. Yeah. John uh, Cena could take some notes. Yeah. And also uh, what I keep going on about is timing. I think to, to do some of the spots that he does, and granted he's working with Seth Rollins or Rey Mysterio. That, they're or, rehearsing the or matches within an inch of their life as well. But I, I, I'm not saying that's a negative because mm. I think a, more matches should be rehearsed because oftentimes they look way better for it. Well, a lot of people rehearse their matches, particularly celebrities. They look nowhere, n- not even close to the bottom version of this. Some of the spots, the finish, for instance, coast to coast into a super kick. My God. And credits to WWE as well. They shot it brilliantly because they just had all of the focus on Logan Paul setting up for it. So you didn't see the mm. Seth Rollins were standing up. It was then weird that why Logan would have done it because Seth was quite clearly already standing up. But Well, you say that. I don't think he, he was. I think he probably left the turnbuckle and then Seth popped up. That's how good their work <laughs> together how, was. That's how good his vertical leap is. Mm-hmm. He's got the time. He's got the hang time for it. Well, the... So the KSI spot, KSI reveals himself, yeah, 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 and they beat up Seth and they put Seth on the announcer's table. And KSI is there, he's going to stream himself, and Logan Paul is getting up to the top rope. Also streaming himself, he's got his phone up as well. Neither are looking at what Seth's doing, perfectly set up. But I swear, Logan was not, hadn't left the turnbuckle, but had already gone down to leave it. So, you know, you're already locked into that movement. And that's when Seth did the switcheroo and pet KSI there. It wasn't quite that smooth. Seth had already pulled him on and then Logan jumped, but they covered for it because he wasn't looking yeah, at yeah. what he's doing because he was just constantly looking at his phone. So it's only as he was in mid-air did he realise mm. that he was about to land on his friend. That's the, that was the genius of the spot. So he he probably never saw. He just trusted Seth to do it. Yeah. And that, that is... Wow. It was, yeah, uh, it was so much fun. It was everything that you wanted this match to be. And a little bit more because you mm. had the fun little KSI extra in there as well. I was genuinely surprised that Logan Paul did not win. Yeah, and, same. And and Seth picked up a you know a clean victory, overcoming the two douchebag YouTubers. Um, but I was because I thought they would do more. I mean, mm. maybe they still will. Maybe they'll still lead down to do some more matches. Someone even pitched <coughs> uh, for the Saudi show: Logan Paul, Jake Paul, and KSI versus Seth Rollins and Street Profits. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I honestly think Logan Paul should maybe beat Cody for the title. (laughs) Do it at SummerSlam. Have Logan Paul champion for a couple of months. Yeah, but he's never on TV. Or just, well, he'll he'll just commit to two months on TV. But him having a one month reign. I actually don't think it's the worst thing in the world. Yeah. Now we're out of like, we've, we've had Roman Reigns hold the belt for 
two, three years, whatever it's been. We can have Cody hold the, the belt for four, five months. Look, you saying it out loud does not fill me with like, a, oh, that's a great idea. But I could be convinced that it yeah, is a yeah. good idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like a year ago. If someone said, oh, yeah, they'll put the title on Logan Paul in Saudi Arabia. Oh, this company. Now, no, that's the that's brilliant. That's inspired Triple H. Um, but Logan Paul has said in an interview, I think he's lying, that his contract is now expired yeah. and he's done with WWE. Because he said he signed a multi-year deal. So I, I can't see how... I think he also said on his his podcast mm. that he he's now up. Because I think he even then started like, but if they're smart, they'll re-sign me. Yeah. So I think they're playing it up as more of a story thing that he's not contracted to do more shows, but WWE wants him to do more shows to try and get more heel heats. He's big money, Paul. Yeah. Oh, he also hit a GTS. He did, yeah. Terribly. Yeah, well, that's that's the move. <laughs> no, I know, but it's he somehow made it look worse. <laughs> it's the first time where I was like, oh, you are human. <laughs> you are fallible. You can make an error. Terrific match, though. Hope, hope he's back. Uh, then we got Becky Lynch, Lita, and Trish. He's winning Money in the Bank, isn't he? That's what someone just said in the live chat there. Logan Paul with Money in the Bank is actually oh. that. That I can be convinced is a great idea. That is a terrifying threat to just be lurking in the background. Yeah. He can have the briefcase on all these podcasts and yeah. videos. I love, love, Who said that? Love that idea. That was uh, Tom Loveday. Tom Loveday, that's a fantastic idea. Uh, we got Becky, Lynch, Lita, Trish Stratus versus Dimage Control. Mm -hmm. And the legend's got a sort of Sin City style black and white video entrance. Because Hollywood. Yeah, that was that was. It was, that a, was a Hollywood movie. It was a comic book. Yeah, uh, seventeen years ago. <laughs> That's actually pretty current. Yeah, really, okay. when you think about WWE. it. WWE. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't really get anything out of this match. Yeah, me neither. Inconsequential. Yeah, I, mean, I, I think you know, Lita's a legend. Love Lita. I don't like watching her in the ring. Well, I, I said this uh, last night as well, but, you know, it was quite nostalgic to watch her wrestle exactly the same as she did 20 years ago, which is <laughs> slow slow motion underwater. Mm. Uh, but Trish looked amazing. Like Trish, Trish looked good. Trish looked, and Mr. Step at all. Uh, Becky got in her stuff. I, I think that all the six of them had fun, but that's what I mean. Like, this was perfect sandwich between the spectacle of Logan and Rollins and the drama of the Mysterions. When people are talking about like, oh, well, the mismatch was good because mm. it brought the crowd down. I was like, oh, well, I think this was better at that because at least this sort of, it gave you something a bit more. It was a couple of legends. I, I think it, it Ron Sill, it did what it said on the tin. Problem was, is I've, I've seen Becky beat uh, them all a lot already. So them just winning again is like, all right, then yeah. cool. It's like if, if, if Edge wins tomorrow, it's like, all right, cool because mm. i've already seen this so which is why i think which is why i thought yeah hey maybe they'll have a damage control win because oh, this group is done yeah like, this group has got nothing else now if you had this match and then you did something to set up a future direction then my opinions on it might change but it just felt like total filler yeah it was filler yeah but i, I mean i you you made the point on the uh, the prediction show which has sort of been playing on my mind a little bit and i completely agree with for that reason if Damage Control had been a dominant faction since they debuted at SummerSlam last year and Becky had to resort to bringing in Trish and Lita mm. and this is the first time that they beat them as a group, I think this would have been so much better. Oh, yeah. But I, I saw them win at War Games. 
And then I saw them win in a cage match. And then they won the tag titles off them. And then Becky beat Io Sky on TV. And then they just won on pay-per-view here. Yeah. It, yeah. It, 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 so in the end, it didn't really matter. It's the, the end, Shield versus it, DX and Kane. Yeah. And in the end, it doesn't even matter. <laughs> but they tried so hard and they got so far. But in the end, it doesn't even matter. Mm. But what did matter was Dominic versus Rey Mysterio. Sediment toast crunch. <laughs> well, we did. Before we got that, we got two incredible entrances. Dom's entrance will surely be, until Gangrel comes out with his brewed beer, the best entrance of the weekend. Do you think he's going to spit out the brewed beer? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Apparently it's cherry flavoured, so it, it will, it will oh, be red. We're at, that's even better. What a genius. <laughs> he's a good guy. Um, the porn thing just didn't work out for him, so he's like, oh, I'll try my hand at beer instead. Uh, but Dom got this full short film Really serious. Like, this was not played up ironically. It was the best. It wasn't even slightly tongue-in-cheek. It was done totally seriously, which made it all the more ridiculous. Yeah. Dominic is in his prison cell. The The guards come and collect him. They escort him like he's really dangerous into this car. The car arrives in the arena. He gets out. He's still handcuffed, escorted to the ring. He felt like a Hannibal Lecter supervillain. And he was wearing... Ray Mysterio's mask from Halloween Havoc when he faced Eddie Guerrero. Oh, I didn't know that was the that's, mask. That's the mask. Wow. It was like, we came out and I was like, oh, it's the Halloween Havoc mask. And he had the Halloween Havoc covers and everything. Perfect. Mm. So, so great. Because then when Ray does his entrance, he comes out with Snoop Dogg in a lowrider to Eddie Guerrero's I Lie, I Cheat, I Steal music, huge pop from the crowd, then they get the Rey Mysterio music. And that's why, I think that's why I was so angry at the sponsorship mm. thing, because Dom's entrance was so great, and Ray's entrance was so great, and Michael Cole's commentary, and I was just talking yeah. about like how, I was saying to Dan, I was like, this is the reason why I love this feud so much is not just that everyone's doing great work, Michael Cole is such an integral part of this story, because he was on commentary for SummerSlam 05, during the ladder match between Ray and Eddie over the cu the custody of Dominic. And he is a man who has got adopted children. Mm. So there's a story that meant so much to him. And I was like, this is why this story means so much. That's why Michael Cole is so great to this. And then all of a sudden, this obnoxious grossness <laughs> appeared on the screen of just like, but cinnamon toast. <laughs> actually, none of this really matters in the end because we're actually just a gross corporate sponsorship company. <laughs> and I was like, oh. F this the, place. There were more tasteful ways to do the cinnamon toast crunch. The tag match was right there. Like that uh, that tag showcase match. Why wasn't that the sponsorship mm -hmm. match? I'll tell you why. Because the sponsors would have wanted a higher profile match. It would have paid more for it to have a higher profile match. That, and WWE looked at this and was like, really, this doesn't matter to us. The money is more important. We'll put it on here. And I, and I hate them for that. Fun match. Great like match, The, the, the in-ring work was, you know, Decent, really good, but it was all the angles and over, not overbooked, but perfectly booked stuff on the outside. You had Angie and Aaliyah yep. in the crowd. Threw, you had water on Aaliyah. Yeah. You had uh, Judgment Day appear, tried to take out Ray, but then uh, the new LWO yeah. after SmackDown ran down and made the save. Yeah, Sean Rossap uh, reported via Fight Force Selector on internal running sheets. They are now listed as the mm. Latino World Order. So yet they are no longer Legado del Fantasma. Even though they were called on commentary that, apparently they are now listed internally as LWO. Dom hit a 619. 
and then a frog splash and rays kick out the hot i thought that was the end the whole crowd went crazy uh really into it uh dom tried to expose the turnbuckle the referee went to fix that it was really a diversion so he could get the chain but bad bunny who was on commentary for the spanish announce desk stopped him leading to ray getting the win a great ending mm-hmm. again i was re- i really thought dominic was going to win this same i really thought they were going to lead this will lead to more and it probably will still lead to more um but i really thought you have dom win here have him go on this he excuse me like a heel run bragging about that to build to the rematch um i mean this will just be one of the things that, well they do the rematch anyway and ray just wins again um and i guess that's fine it was apart from theory it was all baby faces winning. Very baby face every mm. show. Uh, and I wonder if a lot of that is because Theory won in the opener. Or you are setting up the idea that Roman might retain. Could be, yeah. Because, uh, you know, the Usos winning as well. No, sorry, the Usos losing. Like, well, does that mean Roman will win or lose? It could go either way. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this this was so much fun. Michael Cole's commentary was excellent. Was so good. Do, do you think they continue this because i i agree i feel like dom should have won via cheating you know do something to his mum, do something to his sister try and tear off the mask usual spots to build that rematch and then with backlash in puerto rico which is probably why bad bunny interfered you can set up a tag match there. Yeah, you can do a, a trios match of um, LWA versus Judgment Day. Mm-hmm. And they probably will do, but I think that is, it does feel like that's WWE's biggest problem. It's the, it's the biggest problem I have with WWE currently is that we have the ends of stories, but then the stories just keep ha- just keep continuing. Well, I, do, I don't... But we've had, the emotional, uh, we've had the emotional high point. But usually you would do the, the first matches, you just... Try and do three matches in a series if there's mileage. I certainly think there's mileage here. We both thought that this was going to build a rematch. Yeah, but now, but now I've seen the emotional high point. Oh, with it, Ray with, winning. With Ray right, winning, right, right, yeah. So like, it's where do you go from here? This would be like if, um, uh, if I'm trying to think of a really good example, like if like, Ricky Starks beat Chris Jericho and then well, that, built to a yeah, feud with Chris Jericho. That's exactly it. That's yeah. a re- that's actually a great <laughs> example. Ricky Starks won the feud in the first match because mm-hmm. he overcame all the interference of the JAS and then beat Jericho clean. And that started a feud where he wanted a rematch with Jericho for no reason, really. Yeah. I think that if you have a six-man tag in Puerto Rico, yeah, that'll be really great and it'll be a really fun match. But I've I've already had the emotional high point of the story. And if you just build to a rematch, like, but I've already seen mm. the win. It's the, it's the problem with the Edge feud. We'll see where it goes. I like what they did with the around the world reactions. Oh, Because they then that, yeah. cut to Germany. There was a watch along party. Everyone's like, hooray. And they'd done one in England and Australia later for Rhea Ripley. Gorilla Position show. Oh, was that what it was? It was Gorilla Position partnered with BT Sports mm. uh, for it. So, yeah, it was their show. Was it over the road? I think it was actually quite close by, yeah. <laughs> wonder who had more viewers. <laughs> and the final match we'd talk about, because we already covered the main event, was that excellent Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley match. As Luke already said, I thought the first five minutes, crowd were a bit tired by the soap opera fun of the Mysterions. Also, not the best build. Rhea's uh, a face booked as a heel. Charlotte is a heel booked as a face. It's difficult to get into. But they work so hard and so well that the spot that turned it all around was only five minutes in. It was when Charlotte countered the Riptide into a DDT. 
And it was like everyone went, hang on, this is good. Yeah, it was like, you know, a bit of, hang on, tick. I yeah. think this might be, we might be onto something yeah. here. Charlotte Flair is, uh, is an incredible performer in that I would never have her wrestle on TV because she's checked out of TV matches. Mm-hmm. The match that she had on SmackDown a few weeks ago was abysmally bad <laughs> because she put in less than zero effort into, into doing it because she just all saves it for doing a great pay-per-view match. And I think that's kind of what keeps me slightly at arm's length with Charlotte matches. Um, so when this match was over, Dave Meltzer said, that might be the best women's match in WWE of all time. You were saying this in the office, well, like you would really loved it. I think, top five, I think. I think this is certainly in the conversation, but for me, this is, it's not as good as um, Becky Bianca last year or Bianca and Sasha the year before. I think those are way, way, way better mm. matches. And I was trying to like, well, why do I why do I feel that way? And I was like, oh, it's, there is something that keeps me at arm's length with Charlotte. A, I don't feel like she cares enough. B, she is a terrible babyface. Oh is, yeah, that is booked. She's a heel that is booked as a babyface, and I don't think she knows quite how to work the crowd in that sense. And C, she has said in interviews all she wants to do is just beat her dad's record, mm-hmm. the title reigns. So it's there's no point to any of her title wins then, because she just loses them and then just wins another one and then she just loses that so she can win it again, loses that so she can win it again. It's not about the reins and a story and the emotion. It's just, oh, I can rack up a bigger number. Mm. She's like a 14-time world champion, and I can't tell you anything significant about ma- the majority of those reigns. What about the time she returned randomly and just beat Ronda Rousey right away? Yeah. Like, it's just, and then, but what did it lead to? Yeah. Like, they, she was didn't really do anything on TV, and then she's just gone into this feud where they've done nothing, and then she's lost the belt. But to Charlotte Flair, it's like, ah, doesn't really matter because I'll just win it again at some other point, and then that's 15 title wins. That's one away from beating my dad's record. Do you think that's why she was smiling at the end of the match? Because <laughs> like, yes, I can win it back I can now. Win it back now. What did you think of the smiling? So what happened? Great match, like 23 minutes, pretty much the same length as the main event. Extraordinary in ring action. Whole incredible. crowd are into it. Busted noses, stiff working style. Well, that from the German suplex. Yeah. So Rhea Rip did this German suplex and Charlotte did a full moonsault flip over and landed face first into the ground. Like her nose hit the mat mm-hmm. and then it just crumpled into the back of her head. It looked like she had broken her nose. She certainly had, oh, definitely, yeah. she certainly had carpet burn yeah. on her nose from where she hit the mat. So Rhea wins with an avalanche riptide. Great really finish. cool. Really yeah, cool great finish. finish. Uh, and then confetti pipe... Uh, was that confetti? It was no. certainly pyro. Yeah, pyro. And Rhea's celebrating. It's great, great moment. And then it cuts to Charlotte Flair, who's grinning. I th- This is a problem, because there's been no story going into mm. this. You're like, but what is the story? Yeah, yeah. What is your character reason here? Yeah. So maybe it's just that she felt like she'd finally met her match. So finally someone was on the same level as mm. her, even though she's lost the title 14 other times, so... Clearly, there are other people that have been on her level. I don't know. Do you know what? I don't care. Oh, okay. I, I, don't, I don't... No take. I don't think I care. I have no take on this whatsoever. I I think what she was going for was, wow, we wrestled a hell of a match. I, you have earned my respect and my title, Rhea Ripley. Smile, smile, smile. But what I feel it came off was, I'm a bitch. I'm a total bitch. Heel turn. No, not even a heel turn. Just like whatever Charlotte was going for there. I just I felt obnoxious. It felt fake. 
Well, this uh, is, and that's what I mean about the match kind of always keeps me at arm's length. And I think that's why I look at other matches that have happened in the past couple of WrestleManias as better matches, because I feel like I've been more invested in those than I, I have mm-hmm. in this one. Not to say that this was a bad match, because you, uh, I think it would be impossible to say that this was a bad match, because this was an excellent professional wrestling match. And I thought both of them worked so hard. And it was, <coughs> it was awesome. I think it's actually my match of the night. Ah, yeah, it's, in it's, terms of in-ring. Uh, the main event for me. Closely followed by the four-way tag match. I thought uh, that was the last match we were going to talk about, but hot damn, uh, there's yeah, a surprise more, one here. Miz and Snoop Dogg announced the official attendance as 80,497. 80, so Bucky O'Hare is there. Uh, they, they were talking about 75,000 the whole night. So, yeah. wow, they beat that. Equally Impressive. Easily. Yeah, yeah. Um, then there was a bit of, like Snoop Dogg was just out there to have fun. And he sort of stumbled over some lines, repeated one at one point. I didn't mind. He was having a nice time. Uh, Miz said that he put out an open challenge when really he didn't. Pat McAfee makes his comeback. Michael Cole is so happy. And Pat McAfee's like, I'll fight you, Miz. And they have a fight. Went three and a bit minutes. And a football person called George Kitty, Kitty George, clothesline Miz outside, leading to Pat McAfee's pump win. Didn't need to be it on didn't, that. It, no, and it it went off for so long. It was pure <laughs> self indulgence. I'm sure they had a lovely time. Mm. I'm sure they had a great time in the ring. The crowd reacted to it. This was very interesting when it came to the live reactions because I felt this was this really split the audience. It actually split the audience three ways as well because we had our poll go up of like, you know, after every match, thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle, and it was effectively. 33% thumbs up, 33% thumbs down, 33% thumbs in the middle. That spells disaster. For you at sacrifice. And it was like, some people were like, oh, it's fine, it's just a little bit of filler. A lot of people were like, yeah, whatever. And a lot of people were like, oh, this is a complete waste of time. Mm-hmm. I'm sort of more in the latter category. I was ready for the main event. I was ready for the fireworks factory, and this was just delaying the fireworks factory. I think this didn't need to be on the show whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And I think part of my reason for that is if I went into a bar or a pub and I saw Pat McAfee and his mate being the way that they are, I would go into a different pub. <laughs> I would not want to be in that pub. I would turn to whoever I was with and be like, should we go somewhere, go somewhere else? else? Yeah, should we go somewhere else? Because there's a lot of twats here. And I think we should probably just go somewhere else. I like Pat McAfee. <laughs> uh, overall, yeah, I, I gave it 100% unprecedented it's a five out of five show for mm. me unquestionably it's a five out of five show for me because the highest of the highs makes up for the lowest of the lows and even then they're not really lows yeah the lows weren't too the bad. lows weren't bad austin theory's match was fine the trios match was fine the pat mcafee stuff was fine but it was not like anything ever dragged anything mm. down this was a complete five out of five show but on your percentage scale i could never give it a hundred percent because there was all that filler on there what would you give it 96, 97? Pretty close. Let's get on with your Ultra Chats. Last call for those. WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. Mathram King says, so we had two thirds title changes. Do you think we are changing any titles? Night two? Yeah. Two out of three, sorry, title changes. I think, yeah, I think Cody's winning, and I think 
Gunther is losing but not getting pinned. I think Gunther retains. I think Cody wins the belt. Hmm. Ben Vlerick, mostly killer, some filler. Even the filler was decent to good. Pat McAfee uh, and Miz was perfect for what it needed to be. A breather between main events. Only downer was Cena theory. Mare match, and as Cena said, even with a win, nobody cared. Did nothing for theory. Uh, ben continues, happy for Zayn and KO though. As KO said, regardless of all the success, Usos are still underappreciated. One of the best teams ever, if not best today. Together and even as singles, they are so good. Samoans, where do they keep making them? Unbelievable dynasty. Samoa. Anyway, I had a great time, hyped for night two. Glad I got to share it with WrestleTalk and its community from Belgium. Most probably don't even know what pro wrestling is here in this godforsaken small country. Thanks for the content and community. I mean, you say that though, but <clears throat> Belgium is a beautiful country. I'm going there in May. I, to um, Antwerp. Antwerp. Oh, I've never been to Antwerp. Mm. Uh, but I I really like uh, Belgium. I think it's a, a beautiful little place. Um, I, I also think there is an argument to be made. You do not need filler matches um, between uh, a hot semi-main and a main event. Not when you've already got a three-minute promo break and a three-minute sponsorship bit. That's yeah. enough. Yeah. Uh, KOTV, great night one, and the o- <laughs> and the, how do you say this? Amos sapiens. Homo sapiens. <laughs> come on, mate. And the Amos sapiens haven't come out yet. The uh, this this. Uh, I, I'm concerned that this isn't ironic. Well, so uh, th- this to me, it's it's Tamina at WrestleMania yeah. a few years back when she was the most over person on the show because uh, Ross from Cultaholic is a very char- charismatic person. Because um, th- we had a chat in recently that was like, um, the Omo, like this isn't an ironic thing and the Homo sapiens are going to prove that. <laughs> and I was like, by saying that, it makes it sound like it's <laughs> because you've called yourselves Homo sapiens. It sounds like you are ironically cheering him. Yeah. Uh, Thought Damage Control versus Lynch and Legends was underrated and my favourite match. There you go. He's got terrible taste across the board. Everyone has, has the right to their opinion, but I cannot abide that. <laughs> There were so many other far superior things on this show. This has got to be a trolling one. Well, that's uh, it again. <clears throat> and that's why it feels like all of this, you know, yeah. online, the Homo sapiens thing are, it, it's, it's ironic. Harry Iveson, a fantastic night of wrestling. I had a blast watching this show and I can't wait for tonight's show. One of the greatest WrestleManias we've had in a long while. Brandon Kwame, Kwame, Brock versus Amos is about to slap tomorrow. Let's go, big guy wrestling. So, Maybe Brandon is actually Braun Strowman in a dummy account. But that Harry Iverson one just really stands out to me because we had all of those comments last year. <clears throat> and that means that it, it can't be the best WrestleMania we had in a, in a long time because last year's was the best WrestleMania we had in a long time. It's either the best or the worst. Oh, I see. Sorry. And also everything pre-trips had a really weird barometer. Uh, D-Boat. The Street Profits should make that frog splash onto the knees a protected finisher. Also, what if Roman retains and berates the Usos for losing and causes the bloodline to implode at the next pay-per-view? I think that would really damage Cody. Yeah, I think so. Cody, Cody's the right guy. Kazumi, do you think they'll keep the titles on Roman to get him to a thousand days? Also, shout out to WrestleTalk for being one of the reasons I got back into wrestling. Great content. Thank you. Honestly, it's the only argument that has been presented to me as to why Roman should retain. There's potential. I'll uh, hot tag to you. 
unfortunately, we have a Streamlabs issue here with an unknown user. So do let our uh, moderators know who you are. Said the four-way tag team match was better than it was supposed to be. Gave me hope for the future of tag team matches. Felt like the Usos reign was not special because the division wasn't. Damage control reminds me of Dolph Ziggler versus Goldberg, where he lost three times. Yeah. You think Randy will return to as a backup for Edge? Getting tired Ooh. of the women's division always being happy on WrestleMania after losing if there's no story behind it. If Cody wins, does the title reign need to be long? So quite a few little points in there. Should we go through them one by one? Yeah. I, I think uh, the Usos reign not being special because they didn't have that main opponent or rivalry. That's an, that's a I think it's a fair name. point. Yeah, because really, like they had that really good match with um, Street Profits at Money in the Bank, mm. but then they had a really terrible follow-up to it at SummerSlam with Jeff Jarrett, the special guest referee. Yeah. No reason. And teased breakups for no reason as yeah. well. Um, yeah, I agree on damage control with the the Goldberg stuff. You think Randy will return? I, I wouldn't want him to. I, I want that to be with Riddle. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know what we're doing with Matt either. Mm. I don't want to go back to Edge and Orton. Uh, and if Cody wins... No, I don't think the title reign needs to be long. No. Uh, Bacon Rasher, good afternoon, gentlemen. Uh, not lads, same as last night. Just wanted to say thank you for last night. Looking forward to tonight as well. Uh, I didn't know being drunk and hungover at the same time could happen, but it did. <laughs> Love Russell Talk and the SWAF Nation. Thank you for you, Bacon Rasher. We'll see you this evening. Uh, please do let our moderators know who this person is, unknown user. I'm calling it now. Brock and Amos ends in a double countout, but they uh, they keep brawling after and Amos begrudgingly <laughs> earns Brock's respect. The pair of them then form a tag team called Bro. Moss, managed by King Bro himself, Vince Russo, and they win the tag belt mm. on the Raw after Mania. I didn't know there were so many available puns and portmanteau words for Brock and Amos. Mm -hmm. But Bromos, that's good. Yeah, and that, maybe that's why he keeps calling him Omos, because mm. he doesn't know his actual name. Uh, that big lad. I'll just, I'll just face the big lad at radio, and then I'll, I'll just jump. What do you want, off. Vince? Yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah, but that'll do me. Uh, Spencer here said, "Hey guys, I agree about scene and theory. Underwhelming, but felt weirdly nostalgic. And to be honest, I don't think uh, it going an extra five minutes with a clean AT win elevates theory much more. Oh, it it would it would do if it was a good match though. Yeah, if it went another five minutes and Cena did the AJ Styles match, yeah, then it then it would be a good match. Well, a very good." point to this Cena didn't hit the AA mm. at all so Theory didn't even get to kick out of an AA and everybody gets to kick out of an AA <laughs> John Cena didn't even give him that Dark73 said hey lads hope you're doing well this will be my last mania I watch in the UK before I move oh, wow. to America and get married the day before Wrestlemania 40 mm. uh, and Jimmy the gent who's been a member for 12 months in a row says hello you beautiful boys i'm here at mania <gasps> love you guys wish you were here going to wear a support wrestle talk shirt around oh, today thank you see if anyone shouts anything at you and thank you matthew bills for your donation but no comment uh, we're going to end the poll now to find out what you thought of wrestlemania thumbs up 93 percent thumbs in the middle five percent thumbs down zero percent so there's obviously some like like Stop percentages in there. Zero percent thumbs, thumbs down. down. That is all mid. That is all thumbs up. That's more impressive than ninety-two percent thumbs up. But I, I was fully expecting that because I was when we do after each poll, like you know, after each match rather, mm. we had a poll for that. The only matches that had, and I was going back and checking this, the only match that was thumbs down was the Cena Theory match. 
every other match was thumbs up. Even the trios match was thumbs up. Damn. And like and it was heavily weighted thumbs up as well. Like 90 plus on every single match, with the exception of the theory match, which was mostly thumbs down, and the Miz match, which just split the audience mm. completely. Everything else was like 93 plus thumbs up. Hot damn. Uh, and thank you, Jonathan Snipes, BA, as well. I think you that was uh, one of the unknown usernames that didn't get recorded. Ah, oh, lovely. Thank you very much. Thanks for joining us here today. Stick around, press subscribe, because Luke, Pete, and Dan will be back later for WrestleMania 39 Night 2 I've got quite live the, reactions. I've got the uphill battle on my hands as I try to retain my jam that championship. It, it's not looking good, folks. <clears throat> Potentially mathematically impossible. Potentially, but, you know, we won't, we won't go into that too much. Go over and watch my full review that went up on the Restort channel as well. And there was a Survival Series April Fool's edition over on Parts Fun Go over and watch that. I've been Ollie Davis. This has been Luke Owen, DAD. Jam that jam. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.